taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars. And today we have one of my favorite rock stars. That would be, of course, Frederic Valles, uh, the co-founder of uh, a comp- great company called Optimizer. And we'll be talking about Optimizer at the end of the show. But today, Frederic uh, wants to uh, help us understand uh, this kind of looming uh, elephant in the room called uh, artificial intelligence and why we should think about, uh, and agencies should think about, the impact of uh, this new technology on what we do day to day. Is that, did I sum that up correctly? Yeah, yeah, I'm very fascinated by this topic and I've been thinking a lot about it. So, so I'll be writing about this on search engine land and I think it's just a really good time to talk about this as we're heading into 2018. It's like, how do we deal with this elephant in the room of technology potentially taking away the jobs that we're doing? and and how do we position ourselves not to be the victims of this, but actually take advantage of this? Yes, very relevant. Okay, where do we start? Well, where do we start, right? So I, th- I think a good place to start is actually understanding the technology a little bit. So, you know, nowadays everybody's talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning. And people sometimes think about, or the media portrays it as these humanoids or these uh, intelligent systems that can do basically everything. But what it really comes down to is that artificial intelligence has gone through a number of waves. Um, and it's gone through waves because the initial ones just weren't very successful. They didn't achieve the goals that needed to be achieved. And so the wave that we're currently in is actually about statistics and math, right? So artificial okay. intelligence is about looking for outliers, looking for patterns and doing something interesting with those. Um, right, but that also means these are expert systems. So these are systems that are crafted to achieve one task and do it really, really well. Uh, but there's still no system today that we can think of. And I've written on Search Engine Land about the levels of PPC automation, and I talked about level five automation, which is basically give your credit card to Google, uh, tell them what your business goal is, and then go to the beach and you know take a break because they'll handle it for you and they'll grow your business. Well, right. we're still quite a ways off from that level five. Um, and the systems that we have in place today are really these expert solutions that may be really good at bid management or maybe finding new keywords, uh, but but they don't really interact that well together. And so, uh, so, so to really understand that there's still a, a big part for humans to play in this, I think is important. Okay, well, um... So would you call Google AdWords automated bid management like CPA targeting? Is that a form of artificial intelligence? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was at Google, uh, it's quite a while ago now, but we really worked on one of the first machine learning and artificial intelligence systems, and it was quality score. So uh, so I joined Google in 2002. At the time, the there was no quality score. We just straight up looked at the CTR of a keyword, and that was part of the ad rank formula. Um, But then as Google got better and better at not using the historical CTR, but the predicted CTR, that's when it all turned into machine learning and artificial intelligence. 
Um, and so basically we were feeding machines these huge, massive data sets about what had people been searching for and what were the situations, what were the conditions around that search and then what happened, which ads did they click? And based on that, the machine was able to learn what would probably correlate to somebody clicking on an ad in the future. And so nowadays, bid management, yeah, that's another good example of Google using these uh, specialist artificial intelligence systems, lots of statistics to figure out exactly, uh, you know, uh, connecting the dots and, and finding patterns. Gotcha. So um, just a side question. Let's see. Uh, automated bid management in AdWords is probably six years old now, would you say, five or six years? Yeah, and it, it probably goes further back than that if you consider enhanced CPC. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a bit automation, but if you're talking, I think, about flexible bid strategies, now called portfolio bid strategies, that sounds about right. So in, in your experience, have those uh, mechanisms become um, better at what they do over time? Yeah, they definitely have gotten better. So the, the feedback that I'm hearing is, uh, people can rely on them much more, but they still have cases where they don't pick up on like a seasonality or there's something sure. that's going wrong. And and then and, and the frustration that advertisers always have with these artificial intelligence systems is there's no way to ask, why did it go wrong? How could we have done it better, right? right. It's, it's kind of like point. if I ask you to look at a picture of a, of a cat and I ask you, what kind of animal is this? Well, you somehow just know it's a cat, right? But we we can't figure out inside your brain exactly what happened to get to to have you come to that decision. It's the same with artificial intelligence and bid management. So it's looking at millions of historical cases, um, if not billions of cases, and so it's kind of connecting the dots. But there's not one thing that made it, you know, come to that one decision. So it's it's really hard to modify what it's doing. But that said, yeah, it's definitely gotten it's gotten better. The other thing, David, I think is really interesting is when you talk to um, artificial intelligence and automation experts, there's this whole thing that humans, um, when they interact with other humans versus computers, there's a different way that trust uh, comes into the picture. Uh -huh. So if you and I were working on an account together, um, and I know you pretty well, right? So I, I'd have uh -huh. a high level of trust for you in the beginning. But basically, I would build up on that trust. So so even if, if I was doing something for you and I screwed up, right, we would talk and you would figure out why did Fred kind of miss this one signal. And then you'd feel good about it. You'd say, okay, you can continue working on this account because now you've gotten better. I trust you more because of this experience. Right. Whereas with computers, it's the other way around. So there's this assumption that the computer should be perfect. Um, and it makes a mistake and people are like, oh, my God, you know, it didn't do what it needed to do. So shut it down. Um, we're not even going to consider using it anymore. Uh, and so that's kind of a mistake, right? Because these systems are getting better. And if you put proper monitoring in place, you can actually see when they're not working. And, and, and you should think about that automation, that tool as a human player on your team, right? They're not going to be perfect from day one. But, but you need to figure out how to bring them into the workflow, into the process that you have. Right. So what, what are some examples of uh, human interaction or intervention that are necessary for uh, these automated bid management tools? Yeah, and so I think it goes beyond just the, the bid management tools, but I see humans playing a couple of roles uh, when it comes to these machines. So uh -huh. first of all, this is, this is kind of like the high end. If you're thinking about a career change or something to educate yourself on something that's going to be really valuable, it's about humans as teachers for the computers. 
Um, so if, if you're not in technology or you're not a coder programmer, it's easy to think, well, okay, these amazing artificial intelligence systems are out there and they just work. But no, like a human had to actually write the code and had to figure out the statistical model that was best representing the real world. Um, and even when it comes to, to, to the computer model, so take quality score, for example, right? So quality yep. score is about looking at, for this query, what is the likely click to be? Um, and so they look at what is the device type? What's the location of the searcher? What are the words in the query? Obvious things. Um, yep. But at one point, we had to teach the machine and we said, well, what about if we look at the lunar cycle? Does that have an impact on the CTR? Huh. Um, right? And so we were teaching the machine to, to, to look at this. And then the machine learned and it said, actually, no, there seems to be no correlation between lunar cycle and what gets clicked on. So great. So, but we, we, had to, we had to kind of steer it in that direction because it wouldn't by itself have asked that question. So I think that's one big role for humans. Sure. Um, the other rule, and I think this is a little bit more to what you were asking about, but it's really about humans being the co-pilot, um, right? So why do you put a pilot in a plane when a plane can mostly fly itself? Uh, why does Google have to put a driver or someone at the steering wheel of its self-driving car? Well, it's because the value proposition is pretty high. You know, if that automation fails, it'll kill humans. Um, now, luckily in PPC, we're not, dealing with killing humans, uh, but we could still have pretty dire consequences for a business if we let a system run amok. Right. Um, and so there was actually a really good example of automation. Um, it was like a, a micro crash in the stock market. And, and so all of these systems, they were basically self-reinforcing. So all of a sudden, one of the systems had seen something that it didn't like, and it started um, you know, basically selling cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, and eventually the market crashed. Luckily, the, the authorities saw it and they froze the market. Uh, but it was these computers getting into a self-reinforcing feedback loop and they were just killing the whole thing off. And, and then we see the same things with bid management. So, you know, you might get a, a situation where you put up a new landing page and the new landing page doesn't work that well. Okay, so the bid management system notices, it bids down uh, for those keywords. Uh, and then the people, they notice and they fix the landing page, but they forget to tell the bid management system, hey, things are fixed. Forget about the two days of horrible. Uh, uh, right. Okay. Self-reinforcing loop. Now these bids are up uh, down to page two of the search results. You basically lose your traffic forever until you remember to kind of do some manual intervention. Right. Hey, speaking of manual intervention, we have to stop for some great messages from our sponsors. So listeners, stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. <laughs> Learn more at brainhealth.gov. St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there are some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? 
St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Frederic Valles talking about machines, machine learning, and what agencies should think about and do now, not just to anticipate, anticipate it, but uh, work with it. Correct? That's right. Yeah, and so, you know, I'll tell you a story that kind of got me thinking about this, but it was basically in uh, 1997, Gary Kasparov, the, the world champion chess player at the time, he got uh-huh. beaten by the Deep Blue supercomputer. Um, same sort of story happened with the AlphaGo computer, uh, which is DeepMind's artificial intelligence that was playing against the world champion Go player, uh, and that was just two years ago. Uh, so all of the, you know, whenever you hear the media, it's like about, oh, the computer beat the human, the computer's so good, it's amazing. Uh, but you look a little bit deeper at these stories, and there's always like that backstory of what happened afterwards. Uh-huh. And so Gary Kasparov in 1997, uh, they actually started having tournaments where humans were allowed to bring a computer to the tournament. And they found that if the human had a computer, um, even not a very good computer, but just a computer to help them more quickly calculate some potential outcomes, that human plus the computer could usually beat the supercomputer. Um, and that was amazing, right? So, uh-huh. so it's, and, and that kind of tells me it's the same thing in agencies. Listen, we, we, you know, why, why are companies successful? Um, like what's the biggest coffee chain in the world and why is it successful? Is it because they have the best baristas or the best machines? No, they, they have probably, and no offense to any of the baristas, I'm sure they're really good ones, but you know, they probably have average baristas, they have uh-huh. decent machines and they have a great process. And it's when you put those three things together that you get really good outcomes. And you see this with artificial intelligence, you see it in business. And I think that's why I want to talk about it for agencies, because I think a lot of agencies still have a fear of bringing technology into the mix because they fear it's going to, you know, replace jobs. Um, but if you want to be successful as an agency, it's really about process, technology, and people, and how you put so those things together. So true. So um, let's talk about uh, process management for a second. What's a good example of uh, AI starting to infiltrate uh, process management and, and project management? Yeah, and so that's, I haven't really seen good examples of AI doing exactly that. And I think that's a little bit what the human role and the agency role is going to be in that regard. So because we have so many expert AI systems, and again, when I say expert AI system, I mean the system is built to specifically do one thing really, really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And by the way, that Deep Blue supercomputer, it was specifically built to beat Gary Kasparov. It was not built to be good at chess. It was built Uh. that one person. Right. So, so as an agency, the question really becomes, what tools do I have at my disposal, um, whether those be free bid management systems from Google or a third party tool, a vendor like Optimizer, 
So what's out there? What's in the market? And which one should I use for which situation? And how often should I use it? And how will it interact with other things that I'm using? Um, right? And at what point should I maybe shift to a different tool? And so I think that's the part of the process that agencies can add a lot of value in today. Um, and so Hal Varian, uh, who's Google's chief economist, he had this great quote about like, what, what are the roles of the future? And he basically said, don't try to compete against what the computers do, but become complementary to something that's ubiquitous and really cheap, right? And now that bid management is so cheap, I mean, it's free from Google, so everyone can do it and it's going to make a lot of bid changes. So what is the value out of the human? Well, the value out of the human is, is about asking the new questions, right? Like asking which bid management factors mm -hmm. should we perhaps introduce into the system? Um, and, uh, and I think that's where agencies can be successful. And, and that's sort of the process that you have to start thinking about. It, it's not how do we do bid management, but how are we complementary to it? How do we analyze the results better? How do we communicate that to clients better? How do we get clients to give us feedback about things that we can then put back into the system so that it does an even better job? Sure. Hey, um, AdWords has a new capability. Uh, I'm not sure it's been rolled out to all advertisers yet, but it's a way to do, um, I, I'm not sure if you call it multivariate testing of ads, but testing of ads uh, by varying uh, headline description lines, et cetera, and uh, Google eventually uh, declaring one or two ads the winners and losers. Is that, is that an example of AI at work, or is that just a bunch of if-then statements? Yeah, <clears throat> right. So, and that's, you're hitting the nail on the head there, but like there's different levels of AI. So even the if-this-then-that statement, that could be considered a form of artificial intelligence because the computer is doing something that presumably has looks intelligent to a bystander. Now, that's a very unsophisticated way to do it. So I, I would hope, but I'm not sure, but I would hope and think that Google is actually using a lot more statistical modeling behind this mm -hmm. to figure out what combinations actually work really well. And so it's not just about mixing and matching the headlines, but even about when should we do this for certain scenarios, right? Again, so it's again going back to what is the query level data that we have, time of day, day of week, the types of words in the query, the location of the searcher, the device they're on, how does all of that factor in? And that's where machines are really good because for us humans, it's just it's too many variations to be able to test. Now, you know, there was this great example though on Facebook. So somebody figured out, and I think they just made a mistake, but they basically had a static image, but for some reason it was like jittering on the page. And they noticed that that actually drove really good click-through rate. Huh. Um, so they discovered a new thing to do it. And, and that's the thing. Computers don't necessarily ask the questions about what should be in headline one, what should be in headline two, right? Sure, they could come up with something, but would they probably come up pretty quickly with the right thing? Like, mm -hmm. and, and yes, if we had infinite amount of testing available, sure, they'll come up with the right thing, but we have to take some shortcuts, right? And so that's where in artificial intelligence, there's kind of the second wave was about heuristics and symbolic systems. And what does that mean? Well, it basically means heuristics is about you know, taking shortcuts around known entities. Um, I think driving directions are a really good example that, that, that really puts that into perspective. But say that I wanted to get from California to New York by car. I ask for driving directions. Well, a supercomputer could calculate every possible route that I could take, even going the wrong way around the world. 
Um, well, we as humans, we have a sense that we probably should go in the, the right direction. That we probably should avoid the back roads and take the freeways because they tend to be faster, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the, that's the kind of inputs that we can give that help the computers come to, to a logical uh, conclusion more quickly. And I think that's also the role in ad text generation. Like we have a sense of what may actually work. We can give the computer those elements to test. And then the computer is amazing at the testing and the statistical portion. So let that be done by the machine. But you as the human still have a huge creative role within this. Sure. Well, um, let's start to talk about uh, third-party support or third-party implementation of uh, machine learning. And uh, feel free to use Optimizer as an example because I, I think it's a great example. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so we were definitely doing artificial intelligence and we're trying to use it for bid management. So figuring out the different day part uh, bid adjustments as one example. Um, We're also looking at like geographic bid adjustments and we're able to do some pretty cool things because we have so much data that we can actually look at different types of advertisers in different regions and we're able to find outliers. Um, So one thing I've always found interesting is from the AdWords perspective, they set up like a, a flexible bid strategy and they uh-huh. ask you, what is your target return on ad spend or what's your target cost per acquisition? I go and I ask that same question to my customers at Optimizer and a lot of them say, I don't know. Right. It depends. Um, and why does it depend? Yeah, it's frustrating, but it's also, like, and then I try to understand why don't they know? Why don't they have an answer? And it's because it depends, right? So if you have a brand campaign, you don't want to pay the high CPA that you pay for a non-brand campaign. So, okay, that's why I can't just give you one answer. Um, so what, what the statistical models and the artificial intelligence that we're deploying is doing is much more about finding outliers. So we might say, well, yeah, it is expensive to advertise for uh, you know, a certain product in San Francisco compared to in Duluth, right? It's just a more expensive sure. market. Right. But how do you how do you put that into CPA targets, right? That that's where it becomes hard. So what we're doing on the other hand is saying, um, well, okay, San Francisco is expensive, but this one keyword is super expensive. It seems like it's an outlier, even from the expensiveness that we expect. So that's something you might want to take a look at. That's something where you might want to make an adjustment. Sure. And so those are the types of things that we at Optimizer are doing, um, and then I'm sure. You know, a lot of other companies are doing uh, similar things. And I think, again, so the media nowadays likes, to, and, you know. Sure. Pleading hey, listen, yeah. listen we're, uh, I want to hear more about Optimizer, but we've got some really important messages from sponsors. So, Frederick, hold on and listeners stay with us. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation 
and each other. They still do. The few. The proud. The Marines. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back in the home stretch with Frederic Valles. And uh, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about your favorite new optimizer features. Yeah, so we have this amazing rule engine. So it's uh, it's a so an optimizer. For a very long time, we focused on suggesting what you should do in an account, and we make the suggestion. Um, we started seeing that agencies, they like to have their own methodology. That's kind of the value add that they provide to their clients. Mm-hmm. And so now we have a framework where you can very easily build your own optimizations that pull from different data sources, that pull different date ranges, different entities. So a mix of like campaign and keyword data. And we mash it all up together. We make it super easy for you to use. And then uh, you can basically do an analysis using 500 megabytes of data with a single click on a button. Right. Nice. And, and that's cool because now it's your own logic that you're doing. And your client can't just go to someone else and be like, hey, can you do the same thing? No, because it was actually what you as an agency came up with uh, that you're now doing much more quickly. Gotcha. Really like that one. I really like some of the shopping tools that we have. So uh, we've got this shopping attribute bidder. Uh, this is based on the grip structure. Uh, the mm-hmm. grip structure is groups of individual products. So we have tools that let you put every product in its individual product group. And then we have a system that finds commonalities between these products and helps you set bids for them. Nice. A super simple example. Say you sell shoes. Well, you probably think about how uh, successful each brand of shoe is, what kind of return on ad spend you get for each brand. But you've probably never really asked a question about the size of the shoe or the color of the shoe or the combination of these things. Uh, but Optimizer, you can literally ask that question. 30 seconds later, you have an answer. And if the answer actually says, well, size 10 and a half outsells size 10 by 2x, we can help you make a bid change right there. Even if that means we have to send bid changes to thousands of different products, we know exactly which ones those are. So again, it's one click on a button. We know where to go. And these massively complicated changes become uh, instantaneous and very easy. So nice. really like that one too. Really nice. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, uh, what other shopping capabilities do you have? Yeah, so I mean, we really have the whole stack of shopping ads. <clears throat> so anything from building out your product group structure, using as many levels of division, as many levels of ad groups as you need, um, very easy process. So in, in, in AdWords, the complication is oftentimes if you want to go beyond like two or three levels, you have to open each product group to further subdivide it. That becomes like this exponential problem where soon you're opening a thousand things to do the exact same thing to each of these divisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just let you specify it and then we do all the processing, make it super easy. We have a shopping refresher. 
Um, and if you're not super advanced in shopping, this may not make a ton of sense. So let me explain. So, but basically a lot of advertisers will group products based around brand. Say today we have five brands. So we make five product groups, one for each brand. Tomorrow, as a retailer, you start selling a sixth brand. Well, AdWords doesn't know about this, right? So AdWords will send that traffic for this new brand to your catch-all, everything else bucket. Ah, But it'd be much better if you had a specific bid for that new brand. So we have a tool that looks at your Merchant Center feed. It picks up the differences and it suggests where you should make new ad groups and new product groups to have good bid management for these. Wow. So you do that. Uh, That's fully automated if you want it to be automated. And then finally, we have... Uh, a number of bid management tools. So uh, so we have a rule engine where you can code up your own bidding logic, very sophisticated. Uh, we have the attribute bidder one that I talked about. And then we also have kind of like a, a roll-up one where we try to find like the minimum level of division or the lowest level of division where we have enough data to make a good decision. Um, and, and this is kind of like a bigger problem across AdWords and something Optimizer does a lot of work trying to solve. Uh, but people often deploy structures in AdWords to help them with the management. Um, and the point is you couldn't have single keyword ad groups for every keyword because a lot of keywords just wouldn't get enough clicks and impressions in a given month to allow you to make a bid decision on that. Right. Uh, but we can actually find commonality so we can let you deploy a very granular structure. But in our system, we roll it back up and we say, okay, for this one keyword, you have 50 conversions. So go ahead and make a bid change based on the conversion rate. But these other 10 keywords, there's something in common, but they didn't have much data. But if we roll them up, then you have enough data. So now these you can treat as a group. Um, But if next month, one of these grouped keywords has enough data, then of course you can start managing that one specifically. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, unfortunately we have come to the end of the show. I wanted to to spell optimizer for the audience. It's O-P-T-M-Y-Z-R. Uh, so go to optimizer.com. I think you have a free trial. Yeah, we have a two-week free trial, uh, full featured. So, uh, and then at that point, we'll reach out, give you a demo using your own data. So definitely happy to show anyone who wants uh, all the cool things that we can do. Very nice. Okay, thanks for being on the show, Frederick. We'll, we'll see you uh, very soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And listeners, thanks for hanging with us. Come back next time for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.